Hey everybody, welcome to the Game Changer Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yavoli. The Game Changer Lacrosse Podcast is about talking to people who have dedicated their life to the game of lacrosse and learning about who they are, how they got to where they are today, and what they do to improve themselves and their teams. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GC Sports. And if you're a coach or a parent, check out Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. You can ditch the emails and spreadsheets. The free Game Changer Team Manager app streamlines communication, scheduling, and live scoring into one easy-to-use app. Game Changer Team Manager is 100% free for your entire team. Learn more at gc.com forward slash team manager or search for Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. Today in the show, we have Joel White. Joel is an alumni of Syracuse University where he was a three-time All-American and a first-team All-American his junior and senior year. He was also a Tewarton Trophy finalist those years, as well as winning the McLaughlin Award for the nation's best midfielder as a senior. This made him the first defenseman to ever win that award. He also won two national championships during his time in Syracuse. He currently plays in the MLL for the Dallas Rattlers. He's a three-time MLL All-Star and was the Warrior Defensive Player of the Year in 2016. And most recently, he won a gold medal as part of Team USA and Israel this summer. Joel and I got a chance to talk about how he got started as a long stick midfielder, how he went from being a preferred walk-on, as he put it, to the nation's best midfielder during his time in college, how he learned to play the mistake, and much more. Here's my interview with Joel White. Joel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to talk. So let's get started. How did you get started playing lacrosse? Um, I started when I was about fifth or sixth grade. Um, my football coach uh, actually was the one he, he picked on me because uh, when I was I was a running back and I'd just run uh, east and west on the field um, until <laughs> everyone got tired and then start to run north and south. Um, and he, he was picking on me and told me, he's like, hey, he was also a lacrosse coach and said, hey, you should um, try lacrosse. And uh, my older brother um, had, had just started playing as well. So um, I went home and picked up a stick and, and that's kind of how it started. Gotcha, gotcha. And did you always start out at defense, or did you move around? Uh, I played. Uh, I actually was a short stick um, offensive midfielder. Um, you know, I went to a small a small high school. So when I got to even the high school age, uh, we we you know we played around uh, any position. Um, but the one thing that I never did was uh, was pick up a long stick. So that was uh, huh. um, a, a little bit weird once I got to Syracuse. Oh wow! So. You the first time you picked up a long stick was when you went to Syracuse. Is when you were in college. Correct. Yeah, I uh, I played um, all of high school as a as a short stick um, and and was recruited as a offensive midfielder. Um, actually, the funny thing right before um, right before I went to Syracuse was uh, the Team USA U nineteen tryouts, and I made the team as a um, as a short stick, um, and then went to school in the fall. Um, actually, played all fall. At, at, at a short stick. Um, and the first time I had ever gotten a, a long stick put in my hand, um, was in our fall ball scrimmage. They said, Hey, go have fun. Um, and <laughs> you know, just took, picked it up and ran around on the field. Um, went home and, uh, and practiced, trained hard as a short stick, um, excited to get back for the season, um, was competing for a, a second midfield spot. 
um, behind, you know, the, the, all the all Americans that we had that year. Um, and when I got back, um, a couple practices in coach Desco walked over to me with a, with a long stick. And, um, he said, Hey, why don't you try to, um, put this in your hands? And, you know, from, from there, uh, it, it happened or just every practice he'd come over. And then finally he just said, Hey, listen, you know, what do you think about playing a uh, long stick for us? You have a chance to, you know, to, to play, um, a ton at this position. And, wow. um, I, I hemmed his lot on it for a while. Um, but, but then, uh, bought in and, and, you know, the rest is, is kind of history there. So I wow. can't complain too much. That's, that's unbelievable. I, so you've already answered one of the questions that I have for later, but we're going to have to get back into this cause I want to, I want to focus on your early days. Um, but sure. so when, uh, so when you first picked up the stick, uh, you know, was it, was it the type of sport that you sort of fell in love with right away? Were you thinking about playing at the next level as soon as you began? Or was this something that sort of evolved over the next couple of years? Yeah, it really just uh, it kind of, like I said, popped out of nowhere. Um, you know, football was always my um, my third my third um, sport in terms of when I was younger and just was playing everything. And um, and it was just uh, one of those things that, that I played the youth level just, uh, just to play. I, I loved basketball. Um, and, and actually, uh, I, I love soccer as well. Um, I was a, a big travel soccer player. Um, so lacrosse just never really was, was in the cards, um, and, and was fairly new in my town. Um, so like I said, my older brother had a lacrosse stick. I went home, I picked up his stick. Um, and, and, uh, we, we threw, threw, played some catch and, uh, I, I'll be the first one to say I was, I was one of the lucky, um, the lucky kids that I kind of picked it up and I just, I just, got it and it, hmm. I you know I looking back I wish I wish I worked a little bit harder um obviously is hence getting switched to defense my stick skills weren't there but um <laughs> you know that it's just kind of funny when you I picked it up and, and fell in love with with uh being able to to play and then um I will say that the love for the sport um grew as I, as I grew hmm. so uh so what were the other sports that you said you play you said football basketball and soccer is that right yeah. Then, you know, that was, that was in, in middle school. And then when you, at seventh, seventh grade is, is when Cortland um, comes around and you kind of got to pick a sport. Right. Um, so I, in seventh grade, I picked, uh, I went soccer, basketball, um, and lacrosse gotcha. uh, through and all the way through high school. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how did those, how did those sports contribute to your game? Do you think maybe that was one of the reasons why you were able to so quickly and so later on in the game switch positions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's it. Every time I, I talk to any, any players growing up, it's, it's the first thing that I say is, is the, the biggest uh, thing for my game of playing lacrosse and growing up and, and becoming a, um, a college player was, was me playing soccer and basketball. And, hmm. um, you know, I played them more when I was younger. Uh, I, I understood them a little bit more. Um, but really, you know, when I got on the lacrosse field, I fell back on, um, on soccer and, and basketball and, um, and then, you know, obviously it's when I got to Syracuse and got a long stick in my hand, I really just fell back on, um, on playing, uh, playing basketball defense is, is kind of, uh, um, how, how it was, it was brought upon to me. And, and that's a testament to, um, Leland Rogers, our defensive coach. He, I was kind of freaking out, um, started to play defense and he said, you know, you were, you were high, you were a high school hoops player, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, absolutely. And he said, all right, well, just go out there and play basketball defense. Um, and we'll figure the rest out later. Hmm. Um, and you know, obviously if, 
I'd never played those, those other sports before, you know, I kind of would have been left in the dark. So um, for me, it was, it was uh, uh, the difference between, um, you know, playing lacrosse and being able to play in, in college and, um, and not, um, you know, and not being able to really think about it. It dropped a huge weight off my shoulders mm. um, mentally really is, is just made me feel comfortable. Right. Right. That, that's funny. There was actually one time in high school where I guess we were short on long poles and I got moved um, to play long pole, uh, in the case that we were man down, uh, or I, I can't even exactly remember what it was, but very, very similar situation where when I was talking to the defensive coach and he asked, you know, what do you think about playing defense in certain positions? My initial reaction was to freak out because I've never played defense on the cross before in my life, but the exact same thing happened to me where all he said to me was, have you ever played, de- you ever played defense in basketball? And I said, yes. And then he's like, just focus on playing basketball defense. We'll figure out the rest from there. Exactly what Leland Rogers said. And it all just totally made sense. Um, so that's pretty funny. It's, it's a very similar story. Um, but, uh, but so at what point did you, at what point did you start thinking about lacrosse as the sport that you were going to play at the next level? Um, you know, and it's, it's funny. I, uh, I really didn't think about it, um, that in that way, um, and, you know, and, and obviously the recruiting thing was, was a little bit different. Um, you know, when I was, when I was in high school, but, um, it was a little, it happened a little bit later. Um, but it, I was, I was being recruited for actually the other two sports, um, that I played. Um, and, and, and so those were the sports that were kind of on my mind and, um, things that I did. And, uh, and it wasn't until probably, um, my sophomore, my sophomore year, um, I went and played in the, my first kind of quote unquote travel lacrosse tournament. Um, I didn't play on a travel team. I just, uh, was asked to, to guest play at a tournament. Um, and there were some college coaches there. Um, and, and from there kind of, uh, was able to get a few of the, um, you know, the, the pre-recruiting letters that, that you get. Um, and that kind of pushed me to go to, uh, another recruiting tournament. Um, and also, um, pushed me to try out for, uh, what was called the empire state games, um, mm-hmm. at, at that time, which is, uh, the New York state, uh, regions, um, kind of all play, um, a, a tournament style and, and, uh, um, for, you know, that's, and I was the central region, um, mm-hmm. and, and it actually those two tournaments pushed me to, to try out for that team. Um, and that's really where, um, actually Syracuse play came into play, um, for me. Uh, so it was, it was kind of just a slow evolution of, um, just having a ton of fun playing, playing three sports. I went to a small school. So, um, you know, anyone that was an athlete played multiple sports. Um, and, and, you know, our, our coaches were, were very open to us playing, um, multiple sports and it, and it just really helped me grow as an athlete, um, and, and just continue to, to have a bunch of fun, um, playing, playing lacrosse and, and also playing soccer and basketball, um, and, and just kind of evolved into, to lacrosse, um, working its way towards uh towards college and, and things and and really that's when those years were when it, it kind of propelled itself um the the love for the game and and just uh the different movements and and i think it's because it has um all those other sports um you know it being a field sport right. um you know a lot of a lot of distance endurance running um you know cutting and uh and, and obviously the physicality as well um and then and then obviously the um what it takes to, to have stick skills and, and, uh, and the skill that it has there is it just kind of loved, loved the game, loved the people around the game and, and just, uh, had a, had a ton of fun. Playing right. it. So that's kind of where, where it went there. So, uh, you mentioned 
You mentioned trying out for the Empire Games. Uh, when was the first time that you tried out? Was that your sophomore year, or was did you wait until your junior year? I tried out. Yeah, I tried out my sophomore year. Um, just and and went. I was actually an alternate for the team um, that mm. that year. Um, and so it, it it's funny because I was I was on um, the the following year. I, I had tried out for the soccer Empire State game team, and and I actually made that team. Hmm. Um, and the those tryouts were prior to the lacrosse tryouts. Um, hmm. And I called the I after you know the coach called me and told me I'd made the made the team, uh, the central team, and and you know I was excited, but uh, called him back and actually told him you know thank you I really appreciate it, um, but I, you know I don't want to take a spot from from someone else. I'm actually going to go and try out for. Um, you know, the, the lacrosse, uh, the lacrosse team and, and, mm. you know, kind of went, went out on a limb to, to hopefully make that team. And, uh, because if it was either, if I didn't make that team that I wouldn't have been playing either, either, uh, either sport. Right. So it was, uh, it was kind of an interesting, uh, thing that I that made a decision to, to, to really try. And like, that's what I mean by when I say, you know, that was probably the, the, the leap of faith in terms of, um, you know, really going after lacrosse and really thinking about um, wanting to go into college and play, play lacrosse. And, and that was the sport that, um, that I wanted to, to kind of um, start to focus on and, and zero in on um, trying to go and play in college. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and what was it about lacrosse that you started, you know, that made you start thinking this is the sport that I, that I want to play over, you know, a, a soccer or basketball? Yeah, it's in, it's interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, and I'll be. I always tell people this is is basketball is far and away my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there was basketball. I was just, um, you know, I, I don't know that I was exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and I think the other two just kind of came in in in, in the Division One level. Um, and in basketball, um, wasn't you know I wasn't as good to play. I can you know go play at Syracuse for uh, for basketball. So it was just that's kind of how that that fell down. And, and, and I looked at that, um, and, and just absolutely loved, loved lacrosse. Um, and, but, but in, to be completely honest, it was the, the people that, that I met in lacrosse. I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to, um, you know, have, have a bunch of friends, uh, like that, that sophomore, uh, my sophomore year on the empire state games, I, I was able to meet, um, kids from, from other, other schools and, and, uh, and, other locations and and uh it was it was a ton of fun they, they just were were awesome people awesome parents mm-hmm. um you know my 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 mom was able to to meet some some great friends from from those teams as well so um i think the people were, were really um the lacrosse community um and it sounds cliche but that's really what reeled me in i i think it's just how comfortable i felt um in terms of on that team and and you know soccer uh it, it was just a little bit different of a um uh, of a game in terms of a lot of the kids um, played on different travel teams together. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were all kind of uh, in, into their, uh, they, they all knew each other right mm-hmm. from the beginning. So uh, whereas lacrosse, um, you know, it may be more like that now, but it, at that time it wasn't um, in terms of, you know, we all, this was, this was kind of the travel ball that everyone was looking to play in, in terms of if you were in New York state. Right. So um, it was just interesting how I felt comfortable and, um, and, you know, really enjoyed uh, being a part of, of, of a lacrosse team and, and, and really enjoyed, like I said, the game and, and how it really um, brought together all, all the sports that, that I played. Um, and I, I just just felt really comfortable on the field and, and off the field and, and having a ton of friends. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And just real quick for, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what Empires is, uh, Empire State Games is, is essentially the Olympics for New York State. 
um, where they cut New York into um, what is it, is it five different region regions or six or yeah yeah um, and yes. each region um, uh, you know competes for uh, for gold silver or bronze medal um, over the summer um, but uh, but okay so so let's let's move on um, you know to your your time in Syracuse what ultimately drew you to Syracuse what made you decide on uh, on going there <laughs> it's uh um obviously you know growing up it, it's i I'm, i grew up in Cortland, which is 30 minutes 30 minutes south of syracuse um you know so in terms of the school and um and, and it was my hometown everything was you know syracuse and that syracuse was um pretty much everything in terms of uh in terms of a sport and in, in you know syracuse basketball syracuse football um, and then Syracuse lacrosse. And, and that's, that's really in my hometown, what it was just being pretty far from any, um, any professional team that's Syracuse is everything, um, in those, in those parts. So, um, that, that just holding that at, at a very you know high level, that just Syracuse is always in the back of your mind, right. um, to be able to go there. Now it wasn't specifically lacrosse when I was growing up. Um, but, just the school in general. Um, so, but the funny thing about Syracuse is it, it, it was the very last school um, to come into, come into play. And, mm. and, you know, like I said, I go back to the Empire State games. I played with, uh, with Timmy Desco um, was on, was on that team my junior year. Mm. Um, so coach Desco was also at those games. So I think that that my junior year playing those, it, it played a big role in, in uh, me even being um, looked at, from from Syracuse even like I said I went to a small school um you know didn't play in too many tournaments so uh it was I had a few a few schools um but I was very close to committing to a couple different schools just because I went on visits and had a had a great time and and um just met some some great people and um but then when I went to Syracuse I I was able to go to Syracuse with some of uh you know the guys on the Empire State game team and and uh and the, I just felt really comfortable uh, walking on campus with the coaches and um, just, just really enjoyed um, what, what was going on. And, and the, the Syracuse family um, is, is, you know, is a very true thing. And, and, uh, and I felt it as soon as, you know, as a recruit, when I stepped on campus with the guys and um, being able to, to, you know, be on a, a visit with them was, was a ton of fun. Um, so that was, that was kind of the, the, the icing on the cake, but um the the funny thing is when you know you you talk about picking a school and 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 picking a school for for the the right reasons and things like that but um you know i i had scholarships to other schools and um and i don't know if this was just me um being young and dumb but uh, but also just being a, a competitor um is i went to syracuse and and there was there was no scholarship available at syracuse hmm. um so it was it was more of um you know, let's, let's go. And, and, you know, my, I come from a, a single um, parent family and, and my mom, you know, uh, worked three jobs to, to help, you know, my brother and I uh, get, get through and play, play all these sports and, and, you know, uh, be able to be kids. And, um, and, you know, my dad was in the, in the picture and, and he, you know, helped me a ton get to Syracuse in terms of um, athletically and things like that. I worked out with him and, um, but, when I went there, it was, Hey, let's go try this for a year. Um, and, and see if we can, if I can, you know, obviously make the team is, is first and foremost. I mean, I was what, what they used to call, um, you know, a recruited walk on or, or, or whatever, a preferred walk on, I think was the, um, <laughs> the word. So, yeah. you know, obviously I, uh, but there was no letter of intent or anything like that. So, you know, it was, uh, an interesting 
uh, decision by, by, you know, me and my family, but, uh, I felt com- so comfortable with the school and, and with the guys that, that I really wanted to at least give it a try. Hmm. So, so it really came down to, I mean, one, it was, you know, it was Syracuse, a school that, you know, that area of New York sort of just looks up to and, and instinctively likes to the, the family that came along with the team, but also it sounds like there's this competitive piece to you or competitive side to you that just sort of says like, okay, you know what? I wasn't given scholarship. I'm not necessarily heavily recruited for Syracuse, but I'm going to make this team and I'm going to earn a spot. Is that right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't know that that was, um, I guess, I guess that was probably in the back of my mind at some point, but I don't know if that was like the decision, but now looking back on it, that was absolutely the driving factor of, hmm. of me and, and the conversations that I had. Cause that's what people ask like, why Syracuse? And I was like, yeah, I went up and I had a great time, but I also had a great time at all these other schools, but I think in <laughs> right. reality it was like, you know, that I had scholarships and, and things like that at, at, at other schools. And, um, you know, I, I obviously, I felt very, uh, you know, comfortable at the school, but, mm-hmm. uh, but then, you know, I, I think the driving force would have, would have been the, the, um, competitive nature in me coming out and just saying, Hey, let's, you know, let's go do this. And, and, you know, kind of, they, they're saying you can't and whether they were or not, it just kind of was a mindset right. and, and went in uh, full throttle. Right. So, uh, you know, that first semester, did you feel like it was a fit right away? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. I, I was, uh, I roomed with, um, John Galloway, um, mm. my, my freshman year and, and we, we knew each other, um, going in and, and we had very similar, um, outlooks on, on what we wanted to do at Syracuse. Um, he's, uh, he's obviously a unbelievable competitor and, and he has an unbelievable drive for, uh, you know, lacrosse in school. And, um, so he was just a great fit for me, um, as a, as a roommate and obviously just, um, as a person, he, you know, can't say enough good things about that guy. He's just unbelievable. So, um, me being out of the room with him, I think was, um, was great for me. Um, you know, we kind of talked each other off the ledge in terms of, you know, obviously his, his position was, um, was also up for grabs and, um, you know, being a freshman going in and having the only position and then me switching positions. Um, so we were, we were able to kind of get through the good and the bad together, which was cool. Um, but it was just a, a perfect fit. And, um, and, you know, I, I just had a blast just trying to, you know, we had guys like Dan Hardy, Pat Parrott, um, that, that were, you know, these all Americans coming back at midfield. Um, so really I was fighting for, um, there was three or four freshmen fighting for, um, essentially two spots, uh, in, in terms of the, on the second midfield line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that's, that's how the fall went. Um, and, and, you know, it was a, a ton of fun, um, battling and, and trying to, um, to win a spot there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was, it was, uh, right off the bat was, I felt, I felt comfortable and, 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 uh, but also it was also just, just trying to compete every day, which was a, a really cool feeling as well. Right. Right. So walk us through that story again. So, uh, you said it was the fall where coach Tesco handed you a long pole or was this the, the spring, the start of the spring season? Yeah, so that was the start of the spring season. So what happened was we got um, got to campus um, and was a I was a short stick offensive midfielder, um, and so we were fighting. There was a couple of of our, our freshmen kind of fighting for those last couple spots um, on the second midfield line. Um, and all fall, um, that's who I played with. We played in a rotation. Um, I played with you know Hardy and Parrott, and they just tried to rotate the freshmen through. And um, and so that's that's kind of 
um, what, what I did all fall. Um, and it wasn't until the fall, uh, our fall ball tournament, which is at the, at the very end of, um, of fall. Um, it's kind of like the, the close up. We had a, um, uh, at that time it was a, a, like a three-way, um, scrimmage. And so we went into that scrimmage and I played, so we played two games and the first game played, um, on the second midfield. And then the second game, it was great. I was felt, felt awesome about it. Cause I was on the first midfield with, um, with Dan and with Pat, mm-hmm. um, for the first half. And they're obviously just rotating people through. Um, and one of the rotations in the fourth quarter was uh, that they came over to me and said, Hey, Joel, you know, here's a pole. Why don't you go run around? And it made it feel very like you do in high school, right? Like, hmm. Hey, can I play pole? Or right. can I, like guys, can I play goalie? Can I go play attack? Um, but they kind of just threw it to me and they said, Hey, go have fun. Um, you know, so I ran up and down and, and quite frankly, I don't even remember exactly. Like, I don't remember if I picked up any ground balls or, you know, if I did anything good or bad or, or what, what have you. So it was, it was funny. Um, you know, kind of just, it, it was, a I played the whole quarter at pole and just, and then I put it down and, um, you know, and, and went home and, and, uh, went home for the, the winter and, you know, just, just worked, um, worked hard at, you know, trying to, to be ready to, to go back in, in, in the first couple of weeks of spring is, you know, let's get back in, uh, be in shape and, and, uh, see, see what's going on for the first three weeks. And then you're into scrimmages for the season. Um, so the first week of practice, when I got back, um, it was like the second practice in the spring and mm. coach Desco walked up to me and he's holding a long stick in his hand. And, uh, he's like, so, you know, what'd you think about playing, uh, playing long stick? And I was like, coach, yeah, that's, that's not for me. I'm, you know, I'm really, I, I, <laughs> I worked so hard and, you know, just, you know, trying to brag to the coach about what I did in the off season right. to, to be ready and, uh, and a silly little freshman. And so he, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. And then the next day he came up, he's like, Hey, let's just, just work this pole in, you know, every other drill um, huh. or at least half the drill. Um, and, you know, I'd go and pick it up for one run and then I'd throw it back to the side. Right. And then the next day he came over to me and he's, he's like, okay, you're not really catching on here. Um, I want you to practice with the long stick. We want to, <laughs> you know, we want to get a look um at, at you and, and so, so um so i did and and you know the week the week comes in and, and we had you know a meeting and um coach rogers was there and just basically said hey you know this is a great we think this is a great opportunity for you um you know obviously it's still a coin toss between everything going on with you know we have two spots for four or five guys and you know, this is a, a position that, that we're in need. Um, we just, you know, at that time, I think we had two, um, two of the long stick middies were hurt at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was just a position that we really didn't have, um, you know, too many options. So I think they were just trying to figure out um, what would happen. And, and so, you know, I, like I said, I hemmed and hawed on it and, and Galloway talked me off the ledge and, and just kind of looked in the mirror and said, um, you know, like I said, this whole process is like, man, I came to Syracuse without a scholarship and now they're going to change my position. Mm. You know, how am I ever going to earn this scholarship for right. this, you know, with a position change and, and, you know, was this the right decision and, you know, all that stuff at, at 18 years old. And, and, right. and uh, like I said, that's, that's why, um, you know, Galloway was instrumental and, and, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have some, some mentors in, um, in high school that were, that were great. Um, and, and obviously my parents and my, my older brother, um, have always been, um, just, uh, an unbelievable, um, fallback for mm-hmm. me in terms of just, just pushing me and letting me know, um, you know, that, that just go and do it and, and see, you know, everything, everything's going to ha- work out. And obviously three weeks later, I'm, I'm starting, uh, my first game at, at Syracuse as a long stick midfielder, you know, on the wing and, and, um, you know, 
and started every game at Syracuse. So obviously, you know, you look back and you're like, Oh, I guess that was a, a decent decision. Um, <laughs> I guess that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how, um, so w- walk us through, how do you sort of, how do you approach that? Right. It's a position that you've never played before at the highest level of the game, you know, besides the MLL, um, you know, at one of the, at the sports, at one of the sports top, um, you know, top school, how do you how do you approach? Okay, now I'm a long pole defenseman. How am I going to catch up on you know ten fifteen years of experience in the next three weeks before the first game? Right. Right. Exactly. And and you know that was the, that was the scariest part. Absolutely. That I knew I was at Syracuse and 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 I I knew that and and I knew nothing about um, defense and I you know, didn't really, well, I thought I knew nothing about defense and and the important part about this. And, and this is for, you know, this is what I tell every kid that, that asked me, you know, about lacrosse in general and and positions and other sports. And, you know, my first thing is, you know, play other sports because that's, that's exactly what dropped that, you know, thousand pound weight off my shoulders was just that simple, like, like exactly what you had is, is just that, Hey, you know, go out and play basketball defense and we'll figure the rest out later. Right. And I knew that I could go out and play basketball defense because I've done that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first and foremost is, you know, trying to, um, you know, how do you, how do you make uh, a kid feel comfortable um, playing lacrosse? And so that's the first thing that, that, um, that was done and, and that helped me. Um, and then the second thing was um, just thinking about, okay, I used to play offense. I, I used to be a pretty good offensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what was my mindset? What did I try to do? Um, And then, you know, to flip side, that is, okay, so now I'm on defense and I just have to stop this player from trying to do those things that I used to try to do. Mm. Um, And, and so that was, you know, in in the simplest form is, is that's really what I tried to do is, is the simple things of like trying to get to the middle of the field, um, you know, for a better angled shot. Okay. Let's, let's try and stop them from getting to the middle of the field. Um, You know, one of the, the big things that, that for me is, is trying to be in passing lanes. And, um, and, and that's because I think if you're not dodging the cage, that means you're looking to, um, to pass the ball. And, and the more I can um, shut that down and make you feel, um, you know, make you feel a little bit um, on edge about throwing that pass or about is that passing lane open, uh, you know, the better. And, you know, so those are, those are things that, you know, I just try to flip around and, and um, that's what I tell kids now is like, that's why it's so important to listen to your coach um, and, uh, listen to your coach when he's coaching offense and when he's coaching defense, whatever position you play. Um, if you know both positions, you're going to be better off, whether they switch your position or, um, you know, you're, you're learning what the offensive player is trying to do. So guess what? As a defender, I have to stop that. So I should know what they're trying to do. Um, I, and I say the same thing, um, you know, with my job now, um, I, I work for a sporting goods company, um, BSN sports and, and we run, I run coaching clinics now. And that's kind of the same thing that I, you know, tell coaches now is it's really important for us as coaches to um, talk to the entire team. So obviously we have offense defense a lot, but it's, it's really important to play six on six and stop the six on six, like you would in in a skeleton separating the team, because um, that's where a lot of learning comes into play. Um, So that's me, how I learned the most is when we were running six on six and, you know, coach Donahue or coach Desco stopped the offense and we're explaining stuff to them you know, rather than the defense kind of, um, you know, just not listening and like, oh, the offense can't figure it out. 
um, you know, dialing it in and, and making sure everyone's listening. And I think that's really important to the, to the growth of a, of a lacrosse player. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter what position you are. It's just listening to, to everything as, as a coach talks. Right. I, so I totally agree. I, I think that's a, that's an underrated point. Um, put simply where, you know, if you're an attackman and you want to learn how to beat your defenseman, play defense, because that'll give you a different perspective into what that guy is trying to do in order to stop you, which will alter your game a little bit, alter your perspective about how to beat the defenseman. I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's a great point. So that, that leads me to, you know, I mentioned you, you sort of already answered a question that I had for you earlier in this podcast, but, um, you know, when I watch you play, it seems like you very instinctively understand how to be in the middle of passing lanes. And I mean, you know, uh, you're, you're one of the best ground ball guys that I've seen. How did you, how did you learn that skill again as, you know, somebody who's new to this position? Yeah. And, uh, I think it's the, the biggest, I, it, and it, this happened when I, I mean, I was, I've always been the type of athlete that, that works off, um, anticipation, mm-hmm. um, and also plays, plays mistakes. And, and, and I learned that from, um, a, a youth coach years ago, um, from when I was on the soccer field is, is play the mistake. So, um, and, and that's when I talk about crown balls and things like that. Um, those are some of the things that I look at is, um, you know, if this person's picking up the ball and they go to cradle too early, where, where do I think it's going to pop pop out of their stick to? Mm-hmm. Um, so just anticipating that and playing mistakes and, and looking at those types of things on the ground ball game. Um, that's, that's some of the things that helped me, but um, you know, for me, it's just, it's just, if I think that I can get that ground ball, it's a mindset that, that that should be my ground ball. If mm-hmm. I'm going to run after it and I'm going to waste energy to do that, um, then, then I'm going to pick it up and I'm going right. to, or, or I'm not going to let the person next to me pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the mindset that I go into a ground ball situation with is, um, and if, if there's, if there's a 50, 50 ground ball, then, then why shouldn't it be mine? And, you know, it's funny because the, the flip side of that and picking passing and being in passing lanes is, you know, so when I'm there, it's my thought process is if, if, if a player's dodging, you know, it's my job to um, force them into, into the defense. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that physical of a defender in terms of, um, you know, throwing checks and and slashing and, you know, really hard cross checks. Um, But, you know, if I can, if I can get, you know, the player going in the direction that I want them to go um, into my teammates. Uh, that's the, the great thing about um, lacrosse is the fact that, you know, I have five other guys and a goalie behind me um, and, and we're playing a team defense and, mm-hmm. and that's really important to my game. Um, and I've, I've been obviously lucky enough to be a part of, um, you know, really great team defenses. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and that's, you know, that's something that, that I'll attest, like if I'm not a part of a really good team defense, then, I'll, I'm not a good defender. Hmm. There's, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. Um, so I, I'm, the other players allow me to anticipate being passing lanes. Um, and like I said, it comes from, okay, where was I looking as an offensive guy? I'm looking for a skip pass because skip passes kill defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now flip that to a defensive mindset is, um, you know, if I can stop these skip passes or pick off these skip passes, um, that, that kills their offense. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a very, in terms of a mindset, it might seem, you know, wow, that's really simple. And, and, you know, you're a simple cat, but at the end of the day, um, that's, that's, that's where 
success to me um, is and, and, and really just trying to anticipate and, and, and do some things that, um, you know, someone, someone may, someone else on defense may not be doing um, because, you know, they might be a little too worried about, um, like I said, their, their guy and, and being really physical and throwing right. checks and things like that. Um, you know, me being a part of great defenses um, allow me to, to, to do some different things. So, um, you know, I, like I said, it's a testament to the defenses that I've been a chance, uh, I've been a, a part of and, and um, an opportunity to play with right. uh, the guys next to me, which has been great. Right. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about, um, you mentioned play the mistake. Um, explain a little bit more about, about what that means, just so I make sure I understand it is, is, uh, you know, like an example of playing the mistake would be, you know, if this person makes a skip pass here, that'll be a mistake that I'll be able to capitalize on. Or maybe if you can explain that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's twofold. And, and the, the first part portion is, is the, the way I look at it is, and on the playing a mistake is, is like if, if someone's going to um, like miss, miss a ground ball mm-hmm. um, or they're going to bobble a pass or bobble the ground ball. So um, the way I look at it is, is, sometimes as a player, you kind of anticipate someone um, doing like catching the ball and, uh, and, and doing X. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter what it is, but I, I look at it as, okay, I'm going to anticipate the fact that I'm going to continue my, my route or my breakdown or, or my chase on this ground ball, because um, if he does bobble it, I will be right there. Uh, So um, my is that, that that player is going to, um, possibly make a mistake. And if he doesn't make a mistake, then I'm also going to be standing next to him to be able to, you know, continue to run with them and, and, and just make them feel a little bit of pressure um, rather than maybe not playing a mistake and be like, oh, he's definitely going to catch that and um, and just kind of sat and staying five, 10 yards off him because he's definitely going to catch that ball. Gotcha. Um, and, and allows me to be able to play, you know, kind of that up close and personal allows me to be in those passing lanes and, and that's exactly what I look like. If you're going to throw the ball, if you're going to nonchalantly throw the ball, uh, you know, to, to the guy that I'm guarding, I, I'm going to be in that passing because that's a mistake. That If you're going to throw a, you know, a 15-yard, 20-yard pass and it's a, it's a lob pass, then to me, my job is to pick that pass off because I should already be out to my guy. And, and if I don't pick that pass off, then, I, then I'm right there to, you know, play defense on, on the guy that I'm guarding. Right. So that's a lot of times you'll see me, you know, it looks like I may be shutting someone off, but um, at the end of the day, I want them, that offensive player to work really hard to get the ball. Um, gotcha. So that, so that that, that a, a don't catch it. They have to work hard. Or if that player makes a mistake to, to throw the ball to that guy, um, then I'm, I'm right there to catch. Right. Them. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, so this makes, you know, the next series of questions even more interesting. So, uh, you know, not only did you, you know, move into a new position and start at that position, but you also had one of the key plays in the national championship game your freshman year. Um, so, you know, what was it like winning a national championship in a new position that you've, that you've never played before your freshman year of college at, you know, the highest level of the game? Yeah, it was, it was, it was surreal. I'll, I'll be honest. It, it was, unbelievable i mean and you know the for me to to be a part of 
the you know the t- this team that I grew up watching and uh you know I I really did dream about you know even watching you out there stretching right and I'm sitting in the stands and I'm like man that would be so cool to be out there like there in lines in the dome stretching on the turf like and and you know my first game is is okay now I'm on this turf stretching and I like looked up in the stands and I was like this is just you know you kind of get goosebumps as as a you know 18 year old kid to to be able to to you know kind of say that'd be so cool to do and then be doing it. Um, and then, you know, the flip side of that is all of a sudden, you know, you fast forward through the year and, and, you know, you come down to a, a national championship and, and quite honestly, that was not on my radar. Um, hmm. my in high school, like it wasn't like, I'm, I want to go to college and I want to win a national championship. And I know a lot of kids now will say, um, you know, that's what they want to do. And I completely get it. Um, that just really wasn't on my radar. And, and, you know, I, it, it probably should have been, but it, it just wasn't like, obviously I was like, Syracuse is great. But like, I never really said Syracuse is great. I want to go win a national championship. Yeah. I just knew they were going to lacrosse and, and, and that was that. So um, it, it was interesting when, you know, you kind of get there and you're like, like almost like, this is crazy. You know, just to be like, what's happening. Right. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it really was just a whirlwind because, you know, I'm learning this new position. I, I'm, I'm playing wall ball for the first time in my life, like just to try and be better at not holding the long stick like I've never played before mm-hmm. um so you know I'm, I'm doing all this stuff and just trying to and it, and it made the year go by so fast and hmm. like you said and then all of a sudden I'm at we we win the game and and I'm running to John Galloway my roommate who's also a starting freshman and and I give him a huge hug and I'm like what what just happened and, <laughs> and actually I don't even think I gave him a hug. I think I form tackled him um you know and and I'm, and I'm like staring there. I'm like, what just happened? And, and that's exactly, you know, we, we didn't even, it, it wasn't just that, that thought. It was just like, Hey, let's just win games. And, and that's a testament really to, you know, the leaders that we had on our team. Um, you know, the guys like guys like Mike Lavelle, um, who had, who had been through, you know, every possible situation, Steve, Steven Brooks, um, you know, those, those guys, uh, Evan Brady, those guys are just, you know, great people that, said hey let's just go win some lacrosse games and 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 you guys you young guys they never really put any there was no pressure of thinking about a championship when you know now that I look back at it like a guy like Mike Lavelle and 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 Brooksy like those guys are like we have to win a championship there's no there's like this and you know you talk about the four years of not winning championships and things like that at Syracuse and we didn't I never even knew that was a thing right um and that's a testament to those guys just just leading us through this, this season and, and just winning game, winning lacrosse games, having a blast, um, you know, being a, being a, being a team, being a family and, um, and ultimately obviously, you know, leading us to the championship. So it, it was just a, a really cool moment and, and obviously lucky to do it and, and even luckier to do it as a freshman. Right. So it, it sounds like I, I, I keep hearing you. Uh, it sounds like the way you approach the game was very, you know, it sounds like you didn't put pressure on yourself to, you know, to accomplish a national championship or to get all American. It seems like, you know, through the nature of you being a competitive person, you were always trying to get better and therefore trying to make the team better, but you weren't looking for that external reward or that external accomplishment. It just sounds like you were just having fun and trying to play as best as you can. Is that right? 
And, and that's absolutely right. And, and, you know, that's, I've, I've always felt that way as an athlete is, is, you know, if I, if I can prepare and I can, you know, do everything that I'm supposed to do, everything that I possibly can do to be the best athlete, whether it be lacrosse or any sport or, you know, whatever it is. And that's what I would say. If you can put in the work to, to be the best at what you're doing, then everything else is going to take care of itself. And, you know, not to say that it's always going to be a national championship, but something great is going to come out of what you're doing. And right. and that's just my mindset. And, and whether it be sports or life or, or anything is, is if, if I can, you know, put all the work in and, and be prepared and, and, and understand, you know, what, what I'm getting into and, and just, you know, kind of work at it. And, and that ultimate goal is always there. Um, but I'm, and my feeling is that you're always going to be satisfied and, and, you know, feel great about what you've accomplished. And, and obviously, you know, that was, um, a national championship for me at Syracuse, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, you know, and, and I think that when you talk about even the following years that we didn't win, I think that there was times that I look back and, and, you know, you think, do I regret that we didn't win? I don't think it was, it's regret. I'm, I'm upset. I think we should have, and I think we underachieved, but I, but I look back at, you know, the body of work and, 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 you know, what I did on and off the field, I feel good about that. And, and that, you know, is, is makes everything a little bit, uh, you know, easier to swallow in terms of not hitting that ultimate goal, which, you know, is, is at Syracuse or a school like Syracuse that's expected of a national championship. Right. Right. And so do you think that attitude was, was why you guys were able to win again your sophomore year. And, and even you as an individual player, you continued to get better, you know, your junior and senior year. Um, you know, like you said, you didn't win a national championship, but there was still improvement. Was that sort of the attitude that the entire team had that you think maybe led to the success back to back years? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, there, there was never a, um, even, you know, especially obviously sophomore year, but junior and senior year, there was never a, like, felt satisfied. And I think, you know, when you, when you talk about, it, I think there was our junior year. I mean, I think we, we dropped a game that, that we may, that we probably should have won. Um, you know, that I, I just think that we, it, there was never, okay, let's, let's take a breath. Let's be satisfied. And, and, you know, I think that's it. Like I said, it comes back to this, this program that we were brought into and um, you know, the, the leaders, when I, when I got there um, were able to have this trickle down effect on us and say, you know, just, this is, this is kind of what it's about. You go out and, and as a team, you continue to get better. You continue to challenge each other, um, you know, on and off the field. And, mm -hmm. and I think the biggest thing for us is, um, those years and, and uh, the four years that I was at Syracuse, I mean, there was never a time where the guy at the end of the bench, um, you know, was taking a playoff at practice. And I mm -hmm. thought that was always really important for us, um, you know, as a team, as, as we, were, we, were, we were a really good group in terms of everyone wanting to be there. Um, and I think that's a really important part about success is, um, you know, whether you're the, the starter or, um, you know, second line, third line, um, whatever, whatever your position is, your, your uh, position on the team is, is I think is, is super important to understand that, that the guys that, that may have not had their name in the paper are the guys who made our team um, mm -hmm. in terms of their attitude, their support and, and their play in practice. They, right. they were, they were challenging the other guys to 
up their game because they continued to up, up their game. So that's what made us, you know, for uh, uh, the four year span. I mean, we lost eight games in four years and, and that is why, because we had guys that continued to push um, the entire team. And, right. and, you know, those are they're the guys that, you know, like I said, you, you don't, you may not read about, but those are the most important guys that, that Syracuse university for my four years um, had. Right, right. The best teams are the teams where everybody's bought in, right? Everybody's working for the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and that's where, you know, it comes down to, like you said, that mindset is, is really just, you know, what what are you doing to make yourself better, which will ultimately make the team better. And, you know, right. guys playing within their roles and things like that, I think that all uh, plays into a, a really great team. And like I said, I was just lucky enough to have, um, you know, a, a program and, and, you know, just a, a, a it's basically just a mission statement of, Hey, listen, this is, you know, this is the norm. This is what we have to do. And, and, you know, this is, this is where it's going to lead us. Obviously winning back-to-back national championships helps that because you see where you want to get and see what, you know, and know what that feels like. Um, but, it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it continued. And like I said, it's, it was just uh, a pleasure to be a part of those teams. Right. Right. So I think this is a good transition into your time, um, you know, this summer in Israel, by the way, uh, you know, I got to congratulate you on air. Congratulations on winning gold uh, this summer in Israel for Team USA. Yeah, thank you. very much. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was an un- unbelievable experience. It was, uh, you know, an honor to be a part of that team. Right. Yeah. So uh, talk a little bit more about it. What was it like playing for uh, for USA? Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was like nothing I've, I've ever, you know, been a part of. I mean, it, it was the team at first you know when you first get on these types of things and in the process of of making um you know a team like team usa i mean these guys there could be there could be three team usas i mean there was just that's just how how good (laughs) right the players are i mean and and you know there could be probably two or three team canadas there could be two or three you know of all these teams but so the process of these of these national teams are um you know very interesting and and uh it, it was just to be a part of the process and play with um, you know, the, the best in the world was, uh, was really cool leading up to this whole thing. And then obviously the, the honor to, to actually pull the uniform on. And, you know, I think when you talk about, like you said, it's a great transition because when you talk about the guys who, who push you to, um, you know, want to do this and obviously the ultimate drive of, of that's the highest level of lacrosse is, is to mm-hmm. be on team USA and, and win a gold medal. Um, and, but really just knowing that all the people that, also can be on this team and and would work so hard while on this team um those people even though they may not be you know right there they're the ones that that are that are pushing um pushing you forward and, and pushing you to to, to to be better and you know get an, get an extra workout in leading up to these games um and you know the the actual team uh you see all these names and and obviously we play against all these people uh every week and you know it was just a, a great opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about the the people on the team, the, the guys on the team. And, and I, I can't say enough about Coach Janowski and the coaching staff um, and, and what they did to kind of bring the team together. I think that's, that's something that goes a little bit unnoticed. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, they all come together and they all want to win uh, gold. But really how hard that actually is for a bunch of, um, you know, really competitive alpha males that just, you know, want to <laughs> – 
um, do really well. It's, I, I mean, it's really, really hard. Um, and, and, you know, there's 23 different personalities on the team. Um, so I, I can't say enough, I mean, to, to be a part of, um, that coaching staff and, and it started with them. I mean, these guys, mm-hmm. they, they were those, their best friends and, and we saw that and we fed off that. And, mm-hmm. and, and that was something that I thought was very interesting going in is not only, you know, are they, you know, some of the best coaches that I've ever played for, um, you know, if not the best. And, and I told uh, um, Coach Amplo after the game is like, is, you know, I can't say enough about how much I've learned. And, you know, he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I, I me being able to be taught defense is, you know, something that I still, you know, kind of drool for because hmm. I haven't played for that long. And, you know, the MLL is, is tough to, you know, actually coach it's it's right. it's hard it's a it's a whole different animal um so i think that coaching staff and and how um how well they gelled and how they're just best friends um it, it, it trickled down to us and um you know the the different team activities and uh the quirkiness that coach Danowski has and and just his 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 demeanor of of how to bring a team together i thought was was unbelievable um mm. and and honestly was was truly the um the icing on the cake for to be able to sure we're a team we were, we we played well and and played well together but um just being able to to learn about different people and um you know be able to interact i think the and playing lacrosse in israel i mean that's that's pretty unbelievable in itself is right. you know whoever would have thought that and um you know i thought israel did an awesome job with with hosting and and having you know, the, the, having all these signs, I mean, we're driving down the highway and there's these big, um, banners of, of Israel lacrosse. And, uh, you know, the, the promotion of of the game was, was pretty cool. Um, and, and just a beautiful place. So, um, unbelievable experience. And, and I mean, just, uh, uh, such an honor to be a part of and, and very thankful for, for the opportunity to, um, you know, obviously be a part of the team and, and winning gold is, 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 is a, pretty cool thing as well. So I can't, can't, can't say enough about that. <laughs> so what was it about the team? What would you say, how, how did the team work together uh, to sort of, to be able to pull it off, right? Like you said, there's a lot of personalities. You guys are coming together in a very short amount of time. What was it about the team that was able to, that you guys were able to make it work? Yeah, I think it was just, um, like you said, I, like the trickle down effect from the coaching staff and just showing that, you know, the, the, the looseness, but also, you know, how, how hard, uh, they were working for, for everything. But, you know, uh, just as an example, I think it's a perfect example of, of why, um, the, the team was able to come together and, and, you know, uh, be able to ultimately win, win the gold medal in some pretty tough times in terms of the game, um, is we, we stayed at a, uh, what is called, it was called the kibbutz and, and it was basically, mm-hmm. um, a, a community, um, of locals that stayed there. Um, and there was a, there was a hotel and that's where we ate. And, um, you know, some people say, oh, they were, they secluded themselves and things like that. And, and I'd, I'd have to disagree with them because at the end of the day, um, you know, our job is to, to win a gold medal. And, um, and I think that where we stayed was able to bring our team together. Um, and, and ultimately was, was the biggest reason for us, um, coming together as a team and winning a gold medal. We, every single day we were there, we sat, um, in these blue long chairs in a circle and we just talked about stuff that you, you probably wouldn't talk about. Um, if, unless you were in a circle looking each other in the eye and, and, uh, and, you know, sharing stuff with, with guys that, 
that were at that point strangers. Um, and so I think that that was um, something just, just talking about each other, giving compliments, talking about, um, you know, what you thought of this guy before you've met him. And now that you've met him, what do you think? And um, so I think that there was just uh, a really open um, piece of the, the coaching staff brought to the team. And, and, you know, that's why I, the reason and why we were able to come together is, is because of the coaching staff and, and their, their different tactics and things that they were able to, to draw on us. And then also the 23 guys and that the willingness to kind of open up and, and, uh, and, you know, leave those, those egos and, and things like that at the door. And I know everyone can say that, but it's really hard to do. Right. Um, and I felt like that, um, that, that was a really good job of, of being led to say, Hey, listen, I, I know we can say it, but how do we actually do it? Um, so that was, that was cool. And, and I think we were able to, as a team USA group, we were able to do some pretty cool things in terms of, um, you know, we, we went to the craft, um, facility and, and were able to work with, uh, the, uh, team Hong Kong. And I thought that was, um, awesome. Like I thought that was, uh, pretty cool that, that we were able to, you know, interact with them. And, and basically we had a practice. Um, so I thought that was, uh, really, you know, um, a, a staple of, of our trip is, is just kind of those, those type of interactions. Um, the, you know, the Uganda team, they, they were, um, Tom Schreiber coached them in, in the year, uh, four years ago. Um, so those guys were, were always around and, and we were able to, you know, talk with them and see how their tournament's going. And, and just, uh, you know, when you, when you get to the field and see everybody and, and talk to people, I think that the tournament itself is, is just really cool to be a part of and see how much lacrosse growth is across the world. And we talk about, you know, the sport of lacrosse being the fastest growing sport in the U S but, um, you know, the growth around the country or around the world is, is, uh, you know, so incredibly, um, you know, it just makes you feel really good. I guess that the mm. fact that you're playing a game that, that these guys are, um, you know, have the same passion for and, and have a common denominator when you go to this. And I think that was a special um, thing to see um, right. how hard the, all these teams are playing and, and uh, you know, kind of, they have the same mindset as, as we do. And, and it's, and it's really special. Hmm. So you mentioned something, how, you know, one of the things that made this team special was that each one of the players were able to drop their own ego now, uh, this may be a hard question to answer, but w- would you say that's more of a testament to, would you say that's a testament to the coaches? Were the coaches able to make that happen? Did they get the individual players to buy in to a team concept? Or is it more of a testament of the type of individual players that were picked for this team? That, you know, these team, these players were picked because they're the type of players who will drop their ego. I think it was, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit of, of both. Um, and, you know, I, I think coach Nowski was very open with that um, from the beginning is he, he wanted, he picked, he picked a group of guys that he thought, um, you know, could come together. And he thought that um, there was, you know, obviously that thought that they would, they would be able to drop their Eagles at the door and not just say it. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think that, again, I think that the players are, were willing to do that for sure. And I think that there was, it was the right group of guys and not to say that there wasn't other players that wouldn't also do that. So I think that's important to to know is the fact that there are other, there, there of course were other players that had tried out that also would have done the same thing. Right. Right. And, um, but I, so that's where I think, so I think yes to the answer of, I think that coach Nassi picked character guys and, and, and people that, um, he thought would, would be able to do that. But then on, on, you know, the flip side of that is 
okay, how do you actually put that into, um, into practice? And, and that's where I mean by different things that we did as a team and, and talked about as a team. And, and, uh, that's where, you know, it, it really, we were really able to mesh as a group. And, mm-hmm. and so the, without those egos, um, okay, what's the next step? And I think it, that's, that's where they, you know, kind of took us to the next level of, um, you know, the league, the egos are gone. We pick character guys. You're here for a com- for this goal. And this is, you know, what we all want to do together. Um, okay. But now how do we really mesh and really, um, intertwine our personalities and understand, um, you know, what makes people tick and things like that. Um, we were able to, to do that. And, in, in, you know, like I said, that, the, the circle of long chairs was just kind of that, if you can picture that, that's really what the, the, um, you know, the, is, is that's, that's, the equal of, okay, what did we do? But we sat in a circle and, and, you know, kind of just talked and, and, you know, obviously there was more to more to it, but that's, um, you know, that's the, the, the thing that really, I, in my opinion, knocked down barriers between, you know, other people. And, and you got to remember, I mean, team USA is, um, you know, there's guys like, and there's guys that have been battling for years, um, Mm -hmm. whether it be college, uh, MLL, and beyond. Right. So, um, that there's, that's just the nature of this thing. So it it is, there are some barriers that even though your ego may be dropped, you're you're still like, man, that guy, um, you know, that guy beat me in the championship and this time and, you know, whatever it was, I mean, there's as an athlete, that stuff, that stuff hangs around. And, um, you know, cause like I said, that's your, that's what your, your ultimate goal is. And so I think it was, it was cool to, to watch that, um, those, those barriers be knocked down. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the reason why I ask is one, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's understated how important it is for players to be able to drop their ego, right? The difference between a player who thinks about, who thinks to himself, you know, how do I, uh, you know, how do I become the best player for myself versus how do I become the best player for my team? It's incomparable. I'd much rather have the player who's thinking about how do I become the best player for my team? But I, you know, I wanted to ask that because it just seems like, it seems like a common thread for you where, you know, you're, you're trying to be the best that you can, but it never seems to be about, it never seems to be about these external accomplishments, right? Like I, I think I saw, the one video that uh, U.S. Lacrosse did about you, and I think you may have even mentioned, you may have even said something like, "Yeah, the USA team wasn't even anything that was on my radar," right? And I, <laughs> I can, I, I can almost guarantee, you know, for any kid who's listening, I can almost guarantee is that attitude where, um, you know, you are always trying to give your best for, you know, to be the best player that you can be, but also to be the best that you can on the team that you are, I think that makes all the difference in the world. You're not putting these unnecessary pressures on yourself to, uh, if I don't, if I don't make team USA, I'm going to be a failure. If I don't win a national championship, that means I've failed. If I don't play in D one, that means I've failed. It seems like you've erased that pressure and paradoxically has also is one of the things that allows you to sort of get to these levels. Yeah, absolutely. And and you hit the nail on the head in terms of, and like I said, I don't think that it's that now as I, you know, grow older and, and you know, those types of things is, is that's to me, what I look at is, is I can control the controllables of, of me. Right. Um, so, so that's what, for, for me, that's, that's the way I look at it. And, um, you know, obviously it, it was, 
a goal of mine. I have that ultimate goal to, you know, win a championship or play on team USA, um, you know, play in the NLL. There was just, I have goals to, to do those things, but um, you know, the, the steps to get there to me are, are what, what really matters. Um, just because if, if I know that I can, you know, lay my head on the pillow at night and, and feel really good about me and what I did to, to get to those, to, you know, to get to those levels. And, and like I said, it's, like it, you put it perfectly, it doesn't mean that you don't make Team USA you're a failure, and you don't go play Division One you're a failure. So those that's that's the really important part is to to set goals and and strive for them and and be the best that you can possibly be. And and you know, for me, it's always okay when no one's watching. How hard am I working? You know, and that's what I always right. tell players that that I coach is you know that two hours of practice that's great. Coaches in your ear, you're you're playing great, you're doing you're doing your thing, but you know, when, when practice is done, um, you know, you're in your backyard, no one's watching, what are you doing to, to get better? And, and that's kind of something that I've always lived off of is, is, you know, what, what are you doing to get better when no one's watching? And, and I think it's, it's really important. And if you're doing those things, I think everything, you know, everything works out and, you know, that's, and that's, that's why I've, I've had that mindset and, and, you know, I've had a, a bunch of success with it. And, um, you know, right. and, and like I said, I, I I've been able to, um, to just kind of continue to work at that. And, and, you know, and I'm, I was one of the older guys on that team. So, I mean, Hmm. that was four years ago when I didn't get a tryout for team USA. Um, you know, I, I was okay. Now what am I going to do? What am I going to do to, to be better? Um, mm-hmm. so that was, that's just kind of the mindset. Right, right, right. So let's, uh, so this is a, a good transition to talk about what do you do? Uh, you know, now, now that you're playing in the MLL, um, you know, let's talk about what, what do you do to, to stay in shape while you're playing in the MLL? You mentioned this briefly, you know, you guys don't meet every single day. You meet maybe a couple times a week. Um, what's a normal week like look for you nowadays? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's a little, it's a little tougher now. Um, but my, uh, my ultimate, you know, thought process, and, and this is just as a, as a person, but, um, uh, my, my thing is that, that I want to sweat every single day. Um, and sometimes that's, uh, you know, not, it's just it, it going out for a light jog, um, or, or, you know, getting in the weight room. Um, but you know, a typical week for me, um, is, you know, I have a, I have a nine to five job. So, uh, I work, like I said, I work for a sporting goods company. Um, they, they're awesome in allowing me to, to still be able to play, um, and, and do the things that, that I love in, in terms of, uh, being a player. Um, so, you know, I, I wake up fairly early in the morning. Um, and, uh, and that's the time where I'll, I'll wake up, I'll, um, get a, get a workout in. Um, and, and sometimes that varies whether just up on the day, whether it's in the weight room, um, or I, I have a, uh, a park that I live next to that I'll, I'll go over to. And I have a agility ladder with some cones, um, a jump rope and, uh, and whatever, whatever the, the day will, uh, will call for. That's, that's what I'll do. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, head, head to work. Uh, and then after work, uh, I, I like to, um, you know, come back and, and I have a, a puppy golden retriever at home now. So, uh, but she's about a year old. So, um, I come back and, and I'll, uh, I'll spin her around for a walk or go play fetch or something like that, um, outside. And, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, so it's a little bit easier, uh, to get outside, 
um, and find some grass and, and, uh, and, and do some things there. So, um, you know, it, it sounds like it's, there's all these different things, like you need this and you need that. But, um, my, my, my thought process is, uh, you know, I have, obviously I have like a, a weight room plan, um, you know, and, and my weight room plan just for, for kids out there is, um, as you can tell, if you were to see me is I'm not going, uh, in, you know, lifting and benching a, a 500 pounds or squatting 500 pounds. Um, but really just, uh, to try and make sure that, that I'm strong and I'm quick. And, and that's, uh, that's been then the thing that I've kind of lived off of. So, uh, I, I do a lot of, um, lower weight and, and higher reps, uh, and then, and then have, you know, your, your quote unquote, your heavy day and, and do some lower reps with a little bit heavier weight. Um, and, and that'll be usually in the weight room three times a week or so. Um, and then, but a lot of the things that I do have to do with footwork and, and I, I just actually just, I, I love to run. Um, I, I think that's a, a weird thing that, um, none of my friends or my wife like about me is that I, I can just go out and, you know, go for a run at any point. Um, so right. I, so I do that. I do that a lot. It's a, it's a, um, you know, a good time for me to kind of hang out and, um, and, and just think, uh, and, uh, and that's, that's pretty much what, what my training looks like in terms of what, how I, how I get ready, um, for the week. But, mm -hmm. um, it, it really is a little, has to be a little flexible when, uh, you know, you have, have a job and, um, you know, some days it, it calls for, um, it, like I said, an early morning workout or, or a late night workout, um, right. depending on, you know, the, the work day and, and how my body feels, uh, right. is, is also really important. And just real quick, what are those, um, you know, when you do go up in the field and you're doing footwork, uh, what are those, what do those days typically look like? What type of footwork stuff are you doing? Yeah. So I use, uh, I'm, I'm a big, uh, agility ladder. Um, so I just like to, to do the agility ladder and, and, um, and nothing crazy. I mean, I just, just getting your feet in and out of the ladder, um, I think is, is important. It just, it's, um, to, to get your foot speed up, I think is, is one of the best things that, that I've found that I can do. Um, and, and actually as of, as of late, I've, I've gotten into a little bit more of, of, um, cone drills. So, um, whether it be like an L drill or, um, I'll put a, a cones in a, in a box, um, in a square and, uh, and do, um, like a sprint shuffle back pedal, um, you know, sprinting around the cones and, and figure eights and things like that. Um, just, just stopping and going type stuff is, is, is big. Um, and then, and then usually I always, I always finish with, um, with, with time sprints. Um, so just, it, I mean, it's considered a hit workout. So, um, you're basically, you, you'll sprint for a certain amount of time, whether it be, um, you know, 20 seconds. Um, and so you sprint, sprint for 20 seconds, rest for 10, um, sprint for 20 seconds. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll do that back and forth in, in the field, um, and then, you know, sometimes I'll get into some shuttle, uh, some shuttle runs. Um, we used to run, we used to run four forties when I was in college. Um, and those were the death of me. Um, but now I find myself when I, when I need a good training session, that's, uh, that's something that, that I'll, that I'll get into if, if I want to punish myself a little bit. Um, but you know, one, actually one of my favorite ones to do now is, um, on a, on a, say on a lacrosse field. So, um, you'll start at one end line and uh you'll do something what so i usually do like 30 push-ups and then i'll sprint down and back um and i'll get back and i'll do 30 squats and i'll um and i'll sprint down and back um and then i'll do uh like like 15 um burpees and then i'll sprint down and back right. um and then and then i'll do um 
and then I'll do in and outs and, and then sprint down and back. So um, that's kind of the 440 um, with a little bit of uh, some some uh, active recovery um, gotcha. in between those. And those those are huge endurance um, type, you know, body weight lifting that that I think is uh, is is really important. And, and you know, when you think about going into a weight room, is is uh, those I. I like to do those field workouts, being outside and do those, um, you know, those are fun. Right. So, uh, you know, I've, I've kept you, I've kept you a little long. We'll only give you a few more questions, but, uh, walk us through, how do you like to prepare for opponents? Are you a big film guy? Uh, what, what do you, what do you like to do when you, um, you know, are preparing for your upcoming, for the upcoming game? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, watch film for sure um tendencies and things like that i i think is um especially nowadays when you can find everything on um you know on online and and watch all the games i think it's uh it's i find myself watching even even more film um than i used to just because it's so accessible but um Mm -hmm. uh so i watch it i watch a lot of film um and but you know just to find tendencies and um but i really a big thing for me is I, i really don't live and die um by film uh, I think it's it's really important, and like I said, I, I'm a I'm a big team defense um, type person. So um, you know, I, I I think the biggest thing for us um, where we've been successful is just having a good game plan, um, and and me uh, making sure that I understand the game plan, and uh, that's you know something for me as I continue to to um, you know grow as an athlete is I'm always asking questions and um, making sure that I completely understand what's going on and. Um, and that, that we're all on the same page as a defense, um, because that's right. to me is where you're, you're going to be most successful. And like I said, for me, um, without, if, if we're just playing one-on-one, um, you know, I'm going to get beat nine times out of 10. So it's, uh, I think important that, um, that I, we're all on the same page. And I think as a team and, and, you know, especially when you talk about the MLL, um, it's, it's a, it's a big, big part of it. Um, right. so so that's for me is is uh, is game plan and, and making sure that that not only myself I understand it but making sure that my that my teammates and and they understand it but also uh, we're all on the same page is the is the biggest thing. Um, if we're going to make a mistake, we're going to make a mistake together. Gotcha. Um, so that's that's kind of what what I um, enjoyed um, doing, getting ready for for opponents. But like I said, I think the biggest thing is is making sure that I'm doing the stuff during the week. Um, you know, when no one's watching to, to make sure that I'm in the, in, um, the best possible shape that I can be in and, um, making sure that, that I'm doing the right things that, and, um, I can be there for my, for my teammates. So that's kind of my thought process going into it and making sure that I'm, uh, I'm ready to go, um, physically and mentally, um, for, for my team. And, and from there, uh, I think that, uh, that's, you know, you're in a, you're in a great position and, and you just got to go out and execute. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, listen, Joel, I've, uh, I've kept you long enough. Uh, I, I think it's a, a sign of a good interview. I, I completely lost track of time. Thanks so much uh, for being flexible, but there is one last question that I've asked everybody who's come on the show. What are three things that everybody should do every day to get better at whatever it is they do? It doesn't have to just be lacrosse. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I think that, um, the first thing that, that I would say is just, uh, just be committed. Um, I think it's really important to just, uh, um, commit to what, what you're going to do and, and, uh, and, and go for it. Obviously that's, you know, uh, you know, something that I've always thought about, but, um, you know, to, to, I guess that would be first and foremost. Um, number two is, is I think is, 
they all they all go in line but um is is to um if you're an athlete to is to prepare um is and i think that plays into being committed but i think that um you know you can you can be um committed in in time and things like that i think that's the the biggest thing so i think those kind of all play in together is just preparing yourself and being committed to, to whatever it is that you're doing um you know and it goes into that whole um you know, what are you doing working outside of, uh, actual time? So, if, you know, mm-hmm. for work, if I need to get something done, am I working outside of, uh, you know, our, our, my nine to five, am I working outside to get things done? So I think that's a, that's a big one to, to be able to make sure that you're doing, um, doing a little bit extra to, to make sure things get done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, the, I guess the, the third and, and just, uh, what should, should everyone be doing, um, to, to get better. And this has always been my, um, common denominator. It's just, uh, to, to have fun, make sure you have a smile on your face. Um, I think it's, it's the, the, the best driver for, for anything that you're going to do, whether it be work, uh, school, um, class, if you can work hard, you can be prepared, you can, um, you know, do all those things, but if you're not having fun, um, then it's, it's just not going to feel as good. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I've always said with lacrosse is, um, you know, when I'm not having fun anymore, that's the time that, that I'm ready to retire. Um, and right. you know, if, and I think the same goes for, if you're not having fun, um, doing what you're doing in, in everyday life, then, uh, you know, that's, that's where you come into problems. So I think just having fun and, um, and, and working with a smile on your face. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Joel, listen, thanks so much for coming on the show. This was great. I had a lot of fun talking. Hopefully we can get you back on the show, uh, sometime soon, but, uh, thanks again for coming on. This was great. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, and, and hope, uh, hope all goes well. And I appreciate having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Game Changer Lacrosse podcast. I'm your host, Joe Uvoli. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Uvoli. You can find more episodes of the Game Changer Lacrosse podcast on this season at thisseason.gc.com. If you like the podcast, please take a second to give it a positive review on iTunes. This helps more people find the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GC Sports. And if you're a coach, a parent, or you run a traveler club team, check out Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. It's an essential all-in-one scheduling and communication app for lacrosse coaches and parents. Game Changer Team Manager is free, it's easy to use, and it doesn't serve ads. Learn more at gc.com forward slash team manager. Until next time, keep working and keep getting better.